Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about the famous vow, till death do we part. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we are talking about the value that God places on marriage. Many of you know that my wedding's tomorrow. The whole family's in town today. Uh, We've got a a rehearsal this afternoon, a big dinner with all of our out-of-town friends tonight. Tomorrow, we're going to juggle a a florist and a baker and a photographer. It'll be a busy day. But it all really boils down to about five minutes when Lauren and I will say why we're there. We'll vow to cherish each other as long as we both shall live. And God doesn't take that kind of vow lightly. And he says we shouldn't either. And the Sermon on the Mount, Christ expounded on his father's commands on marriage. In Matthew chapter 5, we read that Jesus talks about the extreme lengths we should go to in order not to commit adultery. When it comes to lust, uh, he says, if your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out, throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for the whole body to go into hell. Lust is a compelling sin, according to Jesus, but it is a dangerous one. If you give your body and your mind over to it, it leads to hell. Then Jesus addresses the consequence of divorce, saying, it has been said, Anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, makes her the victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. And that's generally where we stop in the Sermon on the Mount with our discussion of marriage. But the immediate context of Jesus' teaching about adultery includes his clarification that going back on your word is evil. Jesus continues talking about our need to be honest, saying all you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond that comes from the evil one. When we make our vows in marriage, our yes or our I do matters. It has significance to God. My yes must remain a yes even when it's hard. The rest of Matthew chapter 5 talks about when it's hard. It says that we should give whatever is asked of us if someone steals from us and to forgive and to love even those who we consider enemies. It's not just a, a nice saying to stitch into a throw pillow when Paul writes, love never gives up in 1 Corinthians 3, 7. But today, our goal really isn't to talk about the marriage between a man and a woman. It's to see why this matters so much to God. You know, few topics create more debate and unease than divorce and marriage because God set some strict regulations here. Why do that? Of course, we don't really need an answer to why. I trust God's wisdom and his righteousness more than mine any day. But Romans chapter 7 and Ephesians chapter 5 shows us in part that marriage is so important to God because it's just a model for an even greater commitment. Paul writes in Romans chapter 7, Do you not know, brothers and sisters, for I am speaking to those who know the law, that the law has authority over someone only as long as that person lives? For example, by law, a married woman is bound to her husband as long as he is alive. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law that binds her to him. So then, 
If she has sexual relations with another man while her husband is still alive, she is called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is released from that law and is not an adulteress if she marries another man. So, my brothers and sisters, you also died to the law through the body of Christ, that you might belong to another, to him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit for God. For when we were in the realm of the flesh, the sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in us, so that we bore fruit for death. But now, by dying to what's bound us, we have been released from the law so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit, and not in the old way of the written code. So, God's law dictates that marriage ends with death. That's what Paul writes. And we were once married to sin. We were constrained by sin. And the only way out of that situation of bondage was death. Hence the vow, till death do us part. You know, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 7.39 that this is in fact the will of God. A woman is bound to her husband as long as he lives, but if her husband dies, she is free to marry anyone she wishes, but he must belong to the Lord. That's God's will. And so even our marriage to sin can only be broken off by death. Just the chapter before, in Romans chapter 6, Paul told us that when we are baptized and we are buried into the death of Christ, and we rise up free from bondage, free from our marriage to sin, and dedicated to live a new life, because we now belong to another. We are, in Paul's metaphorical sense, married to Christ so that we might bear fruit for God. That is why it is so important to God that marriage vows till death do us part are kept because he expects us to make that same promise to him. When we rise out of the waters of baptism, we are committing our lives to Jesus. We are promising that we will not turn back to a life of sin because that would be adultery. God wants us to respect our physical marriages because they are where we learn about the extent of our commitment that we have to him. So Romans chapter 7 shows us the responsibility of the church and the members that comprise her and that commitment that we have to Christ as his bride. And now turning to Ephesians chapter 5, we get the term bride of Christ and we see this idea reiterated and also the responsibility that Christ took on in this marriage metaphor. You know, Paul writes in verse 21, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. So again, this is our obligation as Christians making up the church to do until death. Then we read in verse 25, Husbands, Love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, 
but I am talking about Christ and the church. Paul says, the church submits to Christ. We respect him. We recognize that he is the only head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. And we do that because we recognize what Christ did for us. He gave himself up for his bride. He did everything to make her holy and radiant and blameless. He feeds us. He cares for us. He protects us. And he left the Father's side to be united with us. That is why when we say, until death do us part, whether to our spouse or to Christ, we better mean it. God values our physical marriages because they are where we learn what Christ's love for the church really means. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next week. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually, using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday, so that you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com.